Welcome to this message from Journey Church. Our hope is that you'd encounter God and His purpose for your journey. Be sure to visit us online at www.journeykc.com. Let's pray real quick. Father God, we thank you that you are a God who speaks to us, Lord. We thank you, God, that that you speak to us in your word, but that you also speak to us, Lord God, in our hearts and in our spirits. And Lord, we pray that as we look into your word today, that your voice would be heard and that your word would go down into our heart and produce change in our life. So we just open ourselves up to you right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right. Well, I want to make you a promise today, at least to the best of my ability. I believe that if you will stay on track with me here through to the end, if you don't already know how, you will walk out of here today knowing exactly how to hear the voice of God. Okay, that's a big thing, right? Because the reason we watch that video and the connection that that, that that video has to what we're talking about is sometimes when we think about hearing God's voice, we conjure this image that we just saw up, where it's like God speaks and there's a burning bush and there's lightning and there's thunder and the ground shakes and his voice rattles everything. But that happened... But that's not how he speaks. I, it's kind of funny. The second service, uh, we watched that video, and I said, has anybody had that thing happen? And there was a guy in the back, and he's like, it's happened to me. And I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that, but it's all right. But, you know, God can speak in a lot of different ways. But I think sometimes we get caught up in this almost Hollywood version of God speaking to us. And then we miss out on the day-to-day relationship. And so what I want to do today is I want to take away all the mystery uh, and, and all the complications and just give you the plain and simple way to hear God's voice according to what the Bible says. Does that sound good to anybody? Okay, so um, 
the, the main question that you have to answer, and I've already answered it, but the question is, is God still speaking today? Right. Because if he's speaking, but you're not hearing what he's saying, what are you missing? You know, what, uh, what might God be saying that is crucially important to something that you're dealing with right now? What might you be missing out on? Um, I, want, I want you to turn real quick to uh, John chapter 16, verse 13. And while you're turning there, you know, Jesus said in the New Testament at least 15 times, Jesus said, for him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay? And so what does that really mean? Jesus is saying, look, look, there are some of you who have the ability to hear what the voice of God is saying. For those of you who have that, you need to listen. So for him who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so we need to learn how to turn that skill on and start using it. So John chapter 16, verse 13, uh, it says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And I think it's really appropriate that today is Pentecost Sunday, because what happened on Pentecost Sunday? That's when the Spirit of truth came. So Jesus is looking forward into the future of when the spirit of truth will come, he will guide you. And we're looking back because it's already happened, right? We're living in the day of the Holy Spirit being poured out onto the earth. So uh, uh, continuing on, John chapter 16, verse 13 says, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. So if I could pull out just a couple things from there. When the spirit of truth comes, he will speak. The Holy Spirit has every intention to speak to you. And I want to show you today that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So it's not a matter of us waiting for God to speak. It's a matter of us learning how to hear. Um, In my own life, this became a really, really critical uh, factor for why I'm here now, today. And it's actually been 10 years ago now, there was this moment where being able to hear the voice of God made all the difference in the direction of my life. Um, What was going on, we had been been out of a church that we'd been a part of for a long time, and uh, I'd been with this church for 14 years, and uh, in 2004, we heard God tell us to, to leave and to go a different direction. And so there was, you got to kind of picture this, but I mean, when we were involved in this church, it was everything. All of our friends were there. This is where I was involved in ministry. This was my job. Uh, our family was there. Everybody was at this one place, and then God told us to go another direction. And when we left, we kind of just went out into, you know, it almost felt like going out into a wilderness. And so for a little bit of time, I was just doing different jobs, making ends meet, that sort of thing. And so then 2006 rolled around and I said, you know what? It's finally time. I need to make a career decision now. I need to decide what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. You know, I'm not at that church anymore. That's not what I'm doing. So I need to 
get some real direction. So I had looked into to a career. I'd actually made some, some inroads. I'd signed up for classes. I'd actually gotten hired on somewhere that was kind of a first step. And I was organizing everything in my life to go that direction. And so there was this day where I was downstairs in my basement. I had a little recording studio down there. It was really quiet. It was really peaceful. And I was down there just praying and uh, seeking God and just had an extended period of time where I had nothing to do. I was just praying, seeking God, and listening. And I heard God speak, okay? And I want to say speak because it wasn't just an impression. It wasn't just a vague idea. I heard God speak words, not with my physical ears, but you know how it works when you hear. You're hearing me speak right now, uh, and your ears are hearing the sound, but your brain is interpreting the meaning of the sound, and, and then you understand what the words are. Well, I may not have heard the physical sound, but what I'm trying to tell you today is I, inter- I interpreted and understood exactly what God was saying, word by word. And so I'm praying, and what I hear God say is, you can choose to go in this direction that you're thinking about, and I will even bless it. But if you choose to go this direction, there will come a day when you realize that you are not following my will for your life. Or you can choose to follow my will for your life, and it will be the more difficult road, but you'll know that you're doing my will. And I didn't even have to think about it. I'm like, God, I want to do your will. Whatever that means, whatever that is, I want to do your will. And so in that moment, I set myself in that direction. And there was a period of, a time, of, of time there for a few months where I was just praying and praying, and God, what is your will? What do you want me to do? What's the next step? And I actually told God, and I don't know if you can always do this, but I did this, and I said, God, by July 4th, and this would have been, July 4th would have been a couple months out. I said, by July 4th, I want to know what the next step is. I know that you've told me to do your will, and I'm responding to that, and I'm going to do your will, but I want to know what the next step is. And so I've, I've set that date and uh, taken just kind of a step of faith to, to believe, to hear what that next direction was. And so I tried all kinds of things. I contacted different ministries and different churches, and um, time went by. I wasn't hearing anything from God, and we actually... Um, I think Sarah actually found a church in Colorado, you know, because we want to go suffer for God, um, that was looking for a worship pastor. And she's like, let's send them a resume. And I was like, no, let's drive to Colorado and hand them a resume. And so we made this trip out to Colorado and everything, and it just wasn't God. I mean, it just was not. It was just bone dry. There was nothing there for us. And I was getting, starting to get a little bit frustrated. And we came back, and we were almost to July 4th. And I'm praying and praying, and there's nothing, and there's nothing. And then on July 4th, I'm like, okay, I haven't heard anything from God. And so we wanted to do something for the 4th of July. We actually called Pastor Sean and Becca to see what they were doing. And they were going to an event in Cameron, up in Cameron, Missouri. And so we went out to Cameron, and, and uh, when we met up with them, Pastor Sean said, I heard from God, and God told me to start a church, and which this church, by the way. 
And as soon as I heard him say that, the Holy Spirit was like, that's it. And on the day, which kind of made me wish that I would have set the date a lot earlier and then maybe, (laughs) I don't know. But I want to tell you that, and I wanted to, to tell you that whole story because it was hearing the voice of God that made the difference in the direction for my personal life. Now, you know, this church would have gotten started either way. But I'm talking about for me, it made all the difference because I was getting ready to go a certain direction and, and follow a path. And the, and the voice of the Lord spoke to me. I responded to it, and it changed the direction of my life. So we need to know how to hear from God because this is what God does. He speaks to us at these important times and also day to day. So I want to talk about what is hearing from God? Because really, my purpose today is I want to take all the mystery away. Now, some mystery is kind of cool. But when you're trying to apply it to your life and walk it out, you want to understand plain and simple, just the facts. So I want to kind of give that to you today. So hearing from God, number one, is an innate ability for those who are born again. So what do I mean by that? I mean, when you're born again, you're born with the ability to hear from God. You're a new creation, and that new creation includes spiritual ears. Remember, I said, I told you how Jesus said, for him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, You know, you're hardwired. It's natural. You're a child of God. We're born with the ability to hear and speak because we're created in the image of a God who hears and speaks. And And think about this question. If God created you with the ability to communicate with him, why would he not communicate with you? Think about it. And so this is part of our purpose. This is part of our wiring. We are made with the ability to hear God. And again, I want to be real clear here. I'm not just talking about a vague impression where we feel, uh, well, I felt a positivity about this. No, I mean, hear words from God. We are built with the ability to be able to do that. It is, so number one, it's innate. Number two, uh, the ability to hear from God is something that must be learned, okay? Uh, it's, it's, it may be innate, and you may be born, reborn with it when you are born again, but it is something that must be learned. Think about the disciples, all right? They're hanging out with Jesus 24-7. They're watching him heal the sick, raise the dead. They're watching him cast out demons. They're watching him preach the gospel of the kingdom, and they're watching him pray. And no doubt... They spent time with him when he was praying. But they still come to Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And so although you are born with that ability when you are born again, you have to be taught how to use it. And so it it is innate. We're born with it. It must be learned. And then number three, it must be grown or developed, or matured. Pick whichever word you want to use there. But it's something that is developed in us. It's something that matures uh, with us as we grow. Think about children. Children uh, have a way of communicating that is okay for a kid, but it's not okay for an adult, right? Uh, 
you know, when you go to a, a, a family gathering and somebody says, how old are you, Grandma? You know, because we don't ask Grandma how old she is. But that's okay because they're a kid and they, they understand that communicating, or they understand communication in a very narrow way. But as they grow and they get older and they mature, they learn how to hear and they learn how to speak. Uh, just a second ago, I talked about how hearing from God is innate. And that's okay because we're almost, most of us in here are adults. We, we probably hopefully know what that word is. But if I were to go next door to the twos and threes uh, nursery and I was, you know, hey kids, I want to tell you about how hearing from God is an innate ability. What do you think they're going to, they're going to think that I'm talking about something I ate, right? And so, but that's okay because they're kids and the ability to hear and understand what's being said to them is something that grows and develops as they grow and develop. So it's important to understand when you're, when you're dealing with this issue of how can I hear God's voice, it's important to understand that number one, you've already got it. Number two, it's something you need to learn. And number three, it's something that needs to develop. Okay? So those are, that, that's what hearing from God is. But what I really want to talk about and what I really want to send you away with today is how do we hear his voice? Because it's not automatic. I mean, we have a part to play in this process. And so, how do we do it? It's, real, it's very simple. Um, and I have an illustration here. Now, do you everybody remember last time I spoke, I had the record player? Everybody remember the record player? That was fun, right? Uh, today, I've got an old radio. Um, I was asking second service, what should I do next? And somebody said, how about 8-track? Right? Raise your hand if you know what 8-track is. Okay, that's about maybe one-third of the room. Okay, that's where we've gotten to in our society. All right. But I have a radio here. And the reason I have a radio is that the way this radio works is actually similar to the way it works when we hear God's voice. It's similar. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's similar. Uh, think about how this radio works. Right now, as I'm speaking to you and as you are sitting there, there are radio waves moving through this room. There are broadcast towers, radio stations that are broadcasting a signal that's traveling through the air. And we can't hear it, right? Nobody can hear any radio stations right now. Unless you've got that really old dental work, you know, with the metal. And every, okay, I don't, I don't hear any of that going on right now. But we don't hear the radio stations because we have to have a radio to receive the signal. Because the, the station broadcasts the signal, and then the radio with an antenna receives the signal, and with a tuner, tunes in the signal. Now, I actually have this plugged in. This is kind of like rolling the dice, you know, because I'm not sure what I'm... Okay, you hear that? Does everybody hear the static? So it's trying to tune in. It's trying to catch one of those signals going through the air. If I tune a little bit... Okay, there's a commercial. But I've tuned into a station, right? Now think about how that works. That station's broadcasting. 
That was going through this room the whole time. It's not like a matter of, why won't that radio station broadcast to me? I'm waiting to hear from that radio station. No, it's been broadcasting the whole time. When you walked in here, it was broadcasting. When we were singing worship songs, it was broadcasting. I just now tuned into it, and I just heard it for the first time. And that's, that's very similar to how it works. Now, here's where the analogy breaks down, and here's where it's not a good analogy. With the radio, the transmitter or the tower is far away, right? It's miles away from here. It might be many miles away from here. And then it broadcasts signal over time and space, and it, and it gets received by this radio. Now, there was a time back in history when hearing the voice of God was very similar to that. You know, what we watched on that video was a very unusual exception where God came down and spoke to a man in that way. But let me read you something from the book of Daniel. This is Daniel chapter 10, uh, verse 12, that is, that is kind of refers back to when God was here, we were here, and he, you know, sent his word. So Daniel 10, verse 12, it says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for, the first, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. Now, that's not the, a literal prince, a human being. That's a, a demonic force that is resisting uh, God's word, God's messenger coming to Daniel. Prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, and he's an angel, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So here's what happens. Daniel speaks to God. God instantly hears it. God sends a messenger back to Daniel, but that messenger has to get through all this spiritual resistance and is not doing well getting through the resistance. Michael, this angel, comes and helps him. Then he gets through, and he finally gets to Daniel to deliver this message, and the whole thing took 21 days. And that's not unlike us hearing transmissions from radio towers far away. But that's not the case today. Amen? Pastor Sean talked about that today is Pentecost Sunday. So we celebrate the day that the Holy Spirit came to earth to dwell in us. The Bible says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? We sing that song, uh, the same power that, that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. So why should we have to believe or hope or pray for the heavens to be opened to be able to hear from God if we are saying God is with us? And it's so important to know that the Holy Spirit is right here and right now. Uh, he doesn't have to travel across time and space. You don't have to wait 21 days to hear the voice of God. So if that's the case, then why do we still have difficulty? Why is it still sometimes so hard to hear the voice of God? When we think we're listening and we, and we think we're, we're looking for it, well, the, the answer to that is that the average Christian's life is so busy and so chaotic and so hectic that our busyness and our schedules drown out the voice of God. That's the truth. The Bible talks about 
uh, how God speaks to us in a quiet voice. I mean, it actually says in Psalms 46.10, to be still and know that I am God. So we have to be still. We have to listen. We have to, uh, we have to quiet ourselves. So what I want to do is I want to, uh, I want to give you an illustration of how that works. And uh, I've asked the sound guys back there to help me out with this. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from the book of James to you. And I want you to listen to me read. I'm not going to whisper it, but I'm not going to boom out this loud voice either. And while I do that, we're going to just play some noises that you might be hearing uh, from day-to-day life. And I want you to tell me, or, or don't tell me, but just listen to this and see how hard it might be to be able to hear what I'm saying. So, sound guys, let's do this. James chapter 1, verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able... Okay, stop it. I can't take it anymore. It's hard for me to even read. But what you just experienced, is it somewhat similar to what it feels like sometimes when you're trying to hear the voice of God? When you're trying to have your quiet time with God? Sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? And it's not that you're hearing all those sounds, but it's in your mind, you're trying to seek God, you're trying to pray, and all these other thoughts are coming and coming and coming and just taking over. And if God is speaking to us in a still, small voice, then he's going to be very difficult to hear. So the first step to really being able to hear God's voice is really getting still, really getting quiet. And so I kind of liken that, going back to the radio analogy here, I kind of liken that to making the decision to raise the antenna, okay? You're making a decision that you're going to receive, right? And so if I want to receive a transmission, a signal into this radio, I have to raise the antenna. And so when I've done that, I'm in a position to be able to receive a signal. If you want to get yourself in a position to be able to hear from God, you have to be in a position of stillness and quietness. Uh, Something very, very, very meaningful that's just happened to me recently um, is uh, uh, something that God led me to do just at the beginning of this month. You know, in the month of May, we're in a season of uh, prayer and fasting. And we did this back in January, and, and in January, we kind of had a, a kind of a group effort of uh, fasting. We kind of had a plan we all did. A bunch of us fasted all food for 21 days. And I was on board with that, and I did that. And so I kind of had myself geared up for that and was ready to go. Well, going into this period of time, I didn't know what God was wanting me to do. And I was praying about it and wasn't sure. And May 1st came, I still didn't know. So I just started fasting food. And I got through a couple days of that, and it just didn't seem like uh, what God was wanting. And I was a little bit hungry, too. I know. But that's not the, that's not the reason, though. That's not the reason. Uh, I, I really knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to do this time. And so God spoke to me, and he said, what I want you to do is I want you to take from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day. And I just want you to give that to me. 
And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm, a, I'm kind of a night owl. I don't get up early if I don't have to. And so that was meaningful to me that he wanted me to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had, real quick, I'll tell you, we had our, uh, our Discover the Journey class here this last Wednesday night. And Gary Phillips, uh, Pastor Sean's dad, was sitting over here. And I was telling everybody about how God wanted me to get up at 4 a.m. during this fast. And he's like, where's the sacrifice in that? Because he gets up at 4 a.m. anyway. But for me, that's not me. And so I, I've been doing this, and I found that place of stillness and quiet. And when I found that place of stillness, I started hearing the voice of God uh, in a way that I haven't for a long time. And it's been incredible. Um, I was talking with Pastor Sean about this. It's like if we look at time as a form of currency, like the way we look at money, because think about it, you can spend money, you can spend time. You can invest money, you can invest time. You can save money, you can save time. So there's a correlation there. If we look at time as being similar to money, this is like for me, this is like finding $1,000 underneath a couch cushion or something, discovering this time from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. And uh, so I set aside that time, I get up, and I just I pray, I read my Bible, I worship, and I give that time to God. And I have been hearing God speak more clearly uh, than I have for a long time because there's a stillness there. Be still and know that I am God. So that's like raising the antenna, okay? Now, the second uh, step, and there's only two steps in being able to hear from God. Uh, The second step is discernment. And so discernment or being able to discern between thoughts, what is from God, what is not from God, I liken that to the fine-tuning of this radio. You know, I can tune in a radio station. And if I don't tune it in very accurately, then I might get a little bleed over from another station, right? So I might be wanting to listen to music, but I'm also hearing news, and they're all kind of mixing together. And it's, kind of, it's, it's not clear. It's hard to understand. And if I'm listening to news from one station and I'm hearing news from another station, it's really hard to understand. And I can't even really pick out which my station, which, which you know, uh, broadcast is from my station. And so when I'm tuning in the radio, I have to be very careful that I accurately tune in to what I'm wanting to hear. And it's the same way when we start listening, when we quiet ourselves and start listening, we need to learn how to pick apart what is from God and what is just our own stray thoughts, or even more importantly, what is a lie from the enemy. And the way that we develop, it's, this is so simple, the way that we develop discernment is by filling ourselves with the Word of God. That's it. Simple. Uh, look at this, Hebrews 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 verse 12 it says this, it says, for the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. That's what we're after. And of joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God will make clear to you what is of God, what is not of God. So it says very, very clearly that the word of God is a discerner. And we need the word of God in us to be able to hear his voice. It's a real simple 
uh, concept here. If you fill yourself with the Word of God, you'll be able to clearly recognize the voice of God. Let me say that one more time. If you fill yourself with the Word of God, you'll be able to recognize the voice of God. And then, so, you're, so you may say, so how do you fill yourself with the Word of God? Very simple. Three easy steps. Number one, read your Bible. Read your Bible. I wish I could make it more complicated sounding than that. Read your Bible. Take time every day. Make a daily routine. Get your Bible out and read it. You can go out and get a, a reading plan if you want. You can do the read through the Bible in one year. That's fine. But just read your Bible. Number two, pray. It's as simple as that. Pray, pray. I like to combine those two steps. I like to read my Bible with an attitude of prayer. And I like to pray with my Bible open in front of me because I find that they tend to work together because God speaks through the Word, through the Bible, and He speaks to my heart directly too. And so I combine those things. Then number three, uh, journal. Or in other words, have a piece of paper and something to write with. That's it. Bible, pray, journal. And then as you're reading the Bible, as you're praying, something will jump out at you. And when it jumps out at you, write it down. If you're reading through the Bible and you say, wow, that's really good, write it down. If you're praying and God, let me use some Christian-sounding terminology, lays someone on your heart, write it down. What does that mean? You're praying and you're like, oh, man, my neighbor really needs you, God. They're going through such a hard time. They need your encouragement and your peace. Write that down. If you're reading the Bible and something jumps out at you that convicts your heart, oh God, I need to be more like you in that area, write it down. And what will happen is when you're all done, if you go back and look over what you have written down, some of that, if not all of that, will be God speaking to you. And as you develop a habit and a routine of reading the Bible, praying and writing it down, uh, you will be able to hear God's voice. You'll develop that skill. Remember, when you become full of his word, you will begin to recognize his voice. So let me just recap real quickly about how to hear God's voice. Because again, that's what I really want to send you home with. Number one, you raise the antenna. That's when you're looking for that place of stillness and quiet so that you can really hear the still, small voice of God. Number two, You fill yourself with the Word of God and you develop the ability to discern between what is of God and what is not of God. All those stray thoughts that you have to deal with, you'll be able to very quickly tell what's not of God. Okay, so that's how you hear God's voice. The last thing that I want to talk about, and probably the most important thing, is why do we want to hear God's voice? I mean, sure, if you go and you do these things that I talked about, you will be able to hear the voice of God. Why do we need to hear it? I mean, that sounds like a silly question, but think about it. You come in here on Sundays. uh, We have a group of people up here that prepare a worship service. You just come in here. You worship God. Uh, Pastor Sean works all week long to to hear what God is saying and then tell you what what, what God put on his heart and teach you. So why do you need to hear from God? You need to hear from God, number one, 
because the Holy Spirit wants to guide and direct and teach you. There are things that you will hear God speak to you in addition to the sermon on Sunday, in addition to something you might listen to in a podcast, that God will speak to you directly when you're praying, when you're reading your Bible, that you may not hear anywhere else. When God spoke to me in 2006 about the direction of my life, he spoke directly to my heart. It wasn't something that I picked up when I was listening to a sermon or anything like that. God spoke to me. So the Holy Spirit wants to guide and direct and teach you. Listen to this. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I just can't get over the idea that there are incredible things that we don't know that God wants to tell us that we may have just spent years and years and years not hearing. Don't you know that there's truth in that? God wants to tell you great and incredible things, but you have to be able to hear it. Remember, uh, we were talking about John chapter 16. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And so we need to hear his voice, number one, so that the Holy Spirit can guide us. Number two, the reason you need to hear the voice of God is because you are a spiritual being. If you're born again, you are a spirit. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And the way that that spirit is sustained is by the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If you stop feeding your physical body, you are going to get sick and your body is not going to work right. And if you stop feeding your spirit, it's not go- you're not going to function right spiritually either. And so we need to hear the voice of God because it sustains us. We need the word of God because it sustains us. And then there's a third reason, and this is possibly the one that people have the most difficulty uh, processing and understanding. We need to hear the voice of God because God wants us to hear it. Let me explain what I mean. Uh, We understand that it's important to pray and tell God our needs and our problems and things like that. We understand that relationship. We understand God being all-powerful, almighty creator, us being creation, us worshiping him and bringing petitions to him. But sometimes it's hard to understand why God would want to have a relationship with us. We know that we need God, but why would God want to have, why would God want to talk to us? Why would God want to speak to us? Who are we that God would want to speak to us? Well, David asked that exact same question in Psalms. What is man that you are mindful of him? But the truth is God does want to have a relationship, a friendship, fellowship with you. He wants it. And the biggest reason that we should want to hear the voice of God is that God 
wants it. Listen to this. Now, this is old King James, but in Revelations um, chapter 4, verse 11, it says this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. God created you for his pleasure. He created you because he wanted to have a relationship with you. It makes him happy to know you. And we get so consumed with self-loathing that we completely lose sight of the fact that God loves us and wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to speak to us and he wants us to hear what he has to say. He doesn't just want a one-way relationship where we drop off a to-do list at his door and then head out into our lives. He wants a two-way communication. And I'm going to make a prediction right here that if you go home and you do these things, if you, if you take these steps and, and start hearing from God, and you will start hearing from God, I'm going to predict that one of the first things, one of the very first things that you hear God say to you is, I'm so glad you decided to come be with me. I have been waiting so long to sit down and spend time with you. And we have to understand the heart of God towards us. And I think we forget that. So in order to be able to hear from God in a consistent and a relational way, we've got to understand what might be in the way of that happening, what might be stopping that. And there's really only two things, okay? And I'm going to wrap up right here uh, and identify what the two possible things might be that's standing in the way. Number one, you were born again, but you're just not hearing from God. You're not, you don't know how to do it or you don't want to do it, okay? That's the first possibility. You're not hearing from God because although you're born again and you have ears to hear, you don't know how to do it or you don't want to do it. Now, we are, we've just talked about how to do it, so that excuse is gone. Now, if, if you don't want to do it, then we got to work on your heart so that you understand God's heart towards you and, and what it means to have a relationship with him. But the second reason why you may not be hearing from God is that you don't have ears to hear. Remember, we talked about how the ability to hear from God is innate. Remember that? How it, we're born with it. When we're born again, we are born with the ability to hear from God. And maybe the reason why you're not hearing from God is that has not yet happened, okay? And you don't have that ability. As much as you might try, you don't have that ability. Now, can God still communicate with you? Yes, he can. It's not in the way that I'm talking now, but the Bible says that no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit first draws them. And so if God's communicating to you and you haven't been born again, it's for that purpose. 
And so what I want to do here today to close things out is I want to pray for you and I want to have you pray with me and we're going to address both of these groups. So let's, let's just all stand up as we're closing out here and we're going to bow our heads and we're going to close our eyes and we're going to pray. Father, we love you so much, God. We thank you for your incredible, incomprehensible love towards us that just blows us away when we think about how much you love us, God. We thank you, God, that even though you are God of all things, creator of the universe, Alpha, Omega, first and last, beginning and end, King of all kings and Lord of all lords, you still care about us and you still are interested in us and you still want to have a relationship with us and you want to speak to us and you want us to hear your voice. We thank you for that, God. And Lord God, I pray for every person here and especially for those who might struggle with being able to hear your voice. Lord, if there's someone who is born again, they're a child of God, yet they still struggle hearing your voice, Lord, I pray that you would open their ears. I pray that the, that the words that we have seen today from your word, from the Bible, would find a place in their heart and grow and cause change to come about, and uh, that their ability to hear you would grow and develop and mature And Lord, for those who do not have ears to hear, for those who have not yet come into a relationship with you, Father, I pray that your spirit would draw them right now. Lord, reach out to them. Reveal yourself to them. Show them your love. Show them your goodness. Draw them to yourself into a relationship with you in Jesus' name. Now, with with every head bowed and every eye closed now, uh, if you're a part of that second group, and this is, never, this is something you've never done and you've, you've never entered into a relationship with God and, you're, and you don't believe that you're born again. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just very quickly just raise your hand and, and show me uh, if you're out there? Thank you. And uh, so what I want to do now is I want to lead everybody in a prayer. I want you to just pray this after me. Mean this from your heart. This isn't just repeating words. This is you praying from your heart to God. I'm just going to help you pray. So as I say each statement, you repeat it after me. Here we go. Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe Jesus is the son of God. And he died on the cross and rose from the dead to save me. Right now, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. And I choose to follow him for the rest of my life. Amen. Father, I commit these people to you right now, God. I thank you so much for your great love. I thank you so much, Lord, for the power of God, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, that lives are going to be changed because of the ability to hear your voice. Lord, we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Let's give God a shout of praise, a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God.
Well, thank you for coming. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I just want to let you know real quick, we have some materials on either side of the stage or back at the offering box, a little pamphlet called What's Next. I would love to put that in your hands. Just come see me after the service. Uh, For the rest of you, thank you for being here. Have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. You're dismissed. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. For more information about Journey Church or to browse our media library, visit us online at journeykc.com.